Yo guys, what is going on? Welcome to the first ever episode of the Top Deck Podcast. Uh, I'm Clutch GU, I'm here with Aldous. Hello guys. Uh, and today, here's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to break down why we're running a podcast. We're going to talk about the Council of Mortals, uh, Gods Unchained meta, the superpower balance team, as well as the long-awaited sealed mode is finally here, coming. Not here yet. Uh, Aldous, wh- why, are we, uh, why are we doing a podcast? Yeah, well, it just feels like there's been a lack of content recently. Uh, there are no podcasts right now, and we're getting all these new updates, and there's no real platform to talk about them. Like, there's Twitch and YouTube, but it's not exactly the same. Like, you don't transmit the information the same way. Yeah, and, and I remember a couple years ago, maybe two years ago, when I was getting into GU very, like, really getting into GU, there was uh, the Pods Unchained show. Uh, I remember I would listen to that at work. I think they were hour-long podcasts, and I would just listen to it at work, and I, I loved that. So I think if we're looking for if we're looking to get new players soon, and I just think back at how much I enjoyed listening to GU podcasts, maybe we can have that effect on some new players coming in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I remember also listening to the podcast, and uh, it was pretty insightful with the TSD team, and. Um, Honestly, they always had, like, interesting takes, and also it was good to get, like, just new pieces of info that maybe I was not catching at the moment. So I think it's definitely needed at this point. Yeah, so ideally this is a one-stop shop for all G-related content and updates, so that's kind of the goal. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the council. So basically you were on the council. You probably have a more insightful way of knowing what happens there. Do you actually believe you were making a difference while being part of the council? Uh, I'm not sure how much of a difference I personally made, but overall, I I do love the idea of the council. I think it's good for the community and the team even to just get uh, more insight on what their player base is looking for. And I think it's good for the player base to sound like, you know, make it feel like they're being heard because... Um, when they run the council, you know, you can talk in the Discord chat and, like, Daniel or whoever's there will, will read it and just give immediate feedback, which doesn't always happen if you chat to them in, like, the general Discord, for example. So I like it. Um, there's a there's a vote coming up soon, I think. I think you're in that, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there on the seat of Arena, if I'm lucky enough. Okay, yeah, you're running against me. That's right. That's right. Oh, wait, you're running as well? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going for term two. Two terms, man. Um, okay, okay. So, from the outside, how does it look to you? Because you weren't in it a lot this time. So, how, how how does the council seem to you? Okay, so, basically for me, I feel like it's not really... Sometimes it doesn't really take into consideration what the community feels. Or, I feel like... In a way, Council of Mortals should allow people to actually participate. And I know it makes sense to have like a few specific players pointed out, but at the same time, it kind of loses its meaning if people cannot really express their opinion. Because then, you know, there's like, oh, you cannot ask questions here. You cannot like put someone else into speaking platform. And um, 
I feel like it kind of limits the purpose of the whole concept of mortals because at some point relying everything on a few players, it doesn't sound as solid to me or it just doesn't make it as consistent to me. Yeah, I think maybe it just depends on who you nominate then because some of them are like, just to name two of them, Stack and JFA have been so great. Like Stack will literally take something, or not Stack, JFA will uh, take something that he sees in like general or balance chat from a from a player, paste it into one of the council channels, and at like Eclipse or Daniel or whoever that that needs to see it, and it's stuff like like it may not seem like it's doing anything, but behind the scenes, and and I'm sure you'll you'll win. No, I, I endorse Aldois here, uh, but I, hopefully when you're behind the scenes, you'll see the uh, you'll see the effect that you know. Honestly, I think it is good for the game. Yeah, I mean, I I. I agree. I, I can see that in a way. Do you think some seats have like a bigger impact? Like the seat of arena, maybe it's less important as some other some other seats that are involved. Uh, see, the arena is probably the most important seat, non-biased, of <laughs> course. Uh, but the seats are probably all equal, to be honest. Like no one, they they would read everything from whoever in these channels. Like, there's no channel just for see the arena that does or doesn't get looked at more often. They're all the same. Uh, I would say there's no seat to gun for that's better than the others, except arena, because of the implication, you know, that you're the best player in the game, one of the best players. <laughs> okay, that, that sounds fair, that sounds fair. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, it makes sense they hear everybody, um, and I think that's what I would be expecting. Um, aside from that, do you think, what? how do you feel about the actual election system or like in a way maybe it could be called popularity contest do you think this works do you think this should be this way should it be changed what do you think about it yeah i think it should be changed i mean even the nomination process was not my favorite like they announced nominations and then it was whoever got nominated first like i'm gonna call out icy squid here who was nominated the second nominations went live and had like 30 by day two, and and I, I haven't like me I haven't even been nominated by day two, so I'm like this guy has a 30 point lead on me, and I think that was unfair to you know whoever got nominated late, but for the actual voting process I don't know how it's gonna go this time, but I think they're doing Google Forms, and you have to be a GU player to vote. Like, you have to show your player ID. I think this will be, once the actual voting starts, I think this will be a, a, a way better voting this time around than last time, at least. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think this is going to improve the system quite a lot because I feel like also people were maybe double voting or, like, there's going to be people not, like, just sharing votes all over the place, which was a little bit weird. And, yeah, I, I was actually nominated I think on day four or five or something like that. It took took a while to have my name on there, <laughs> <laughs> but I still still managed still managed to get the to get fighting for the for the seed, which I'm happy I'm happy with. But yeah, I, I think uh, this new system having having to show your ID and like just making sure real players are voting, uh, it's gonna make it you know a little bit better. I don't think it completely fixes the system. But to be fair, I don't have a real way to make it better right now. So I think at this point it's going to be more about watching and, you know, taking the good and just realizing what's bad and eventually try to improve it. 
Yeah, I agree. And I think they, uh, this is the third council coming up, and I think it's gotten better each time. So, you know, they're trying. Like, it's it's good to see at least they're trying and making willing to make adjustments if it's not perfect. Yeah, I mean, the concept itself is kind of new. I don't, I don't remember if this has been done in, like, other games, but I think this is kind of something new for me at least. Like, specifically on all the decision-making, I don't think I've seen this before. But, yeah, I think it's pretty unique, and I'm glad... Uh, Gio is still pushing this, so happy to see how it's end up going. Yeah, me too, me too. Alright, let's talk about the meta. How do you feel about the meta? Because me personally, I think it's been a little stale for ah, maybe seven months now. Yeah, I mean, it has been changing, but just a little bit. And I think right now it just stabilized on like, Control Mage being one of the strongest, if not the strongest list. And then like you can see other control like annoying lists like control dead and like even control deception kinda just to annoy mage players a little bit. And then there's your your usual like aggro players just going for it. Yeah, I saw uh, I saw Mirage say today that he doesn't think control magic has any bad matchups. Which is pretty crazy when a deck has no bad matchups. From the guy who pretty much invented the deck, right? Uh, so, I just I just think back to when Control War was in that spot and how they gutted it. Like, they gutted Control War. And, and the Grand Magic's been like this for six months now. And, and it seems like no nerfs or no changes at all. Yeah, I mean, they removed all of the options for Control War. Like, removing Carnage was such a big change. Thinking about it, what would you say is like a an equal change to mage, like on Bound Flames maybe? Why would you change to make a uh, same hit on the deck? I mean, Unbound Flames is locked, right? Can't, can't change that. What can you even change in that list other than 4C? You could change 4C. You could change Sip. Sip of Elixir. Yeah. And is that it? I guess like Tracking Bolts if, and Star Shards, if they're even part of the kit. But you know what? I think they usually pick one of those two. What? You could change Frey. Oh yeah, but Frey, like the thing is, Frey has been nerfed already, and it, it was a really big blow. I don't think Frey deserves another nerf though. What was old Frey? Old Frey was the same, but you would foresee one more card, and I think you would draw one more card. So I think it was three of them. Wow. And. Right now they get like what two mana, so they used to be one mana. Okay, so that's pretty good. The card was broken. Yeah, yeah, it was absolutely broken. And I think that's the first deck Mirage. Like that's when he started playing the list, and I believe that's when he actually got like like I don't know, one hundred percent win rate in like thirty games or something crazy like that. Like no one was stopping him when that list was uh, the way it used to. Yeah, and so coming from him saying that the deck is pretty much unbeatable right now, or no bad matchups, he said. Uh, I, I think something could be done. I, I do not, I, I kind of hate nerfing Frey. Like, he's such an innocent card, really. Like, look, I'm, I'm looking at his picture right now. It's such <laughs> an innocent card. Um, it's just tough because I, I really think the, the god power would be the best. It's already too consistent. It, it just makes the deck too consistent. And then if you hit for C... Skull Teachers and other combo magic cringe decks also get hit. 
Yeah, I actually think that would be perfect. I mean, I honestly believe 4C at 1 mana, it's a little bit too strong. I wouldn't be surprised if they made it like either 4C for 2 mana or 4C for 1 mana, but you only get to see one card ahead. Because it's even stronger than some cards by itself. Like, yes, you're not gaining minion stats, but it's still pretty decent. And like turn 1, they usually don't have a play. So just going for C turn one, if you're like turn one, there's no issue and it's perfect for you most of the times. So I would agree changing for C would be a great idea. Would you make it one mana for C1 or two mana for C2? What do you think is better? Mm, the thing is for me, for C for two mana cost just makes it unplayable. Like for C right now, it's just a good GP because you can do something and you still have like, oh, this leftover mana to you know, foresee at the end of your turn. Or, like, you ramp, and then next turn you can still clear the board, and then you still foresee. But if you make it two mana, you just don't have the time to foresee in between turns, which makes it kind of unplayable. So I think it has to be one mana foresee one. Yeah, I, I, I could see one mana foresee one killing the AOM combo, though, for good, right? Because you can't... With the foresee two, you look ahead. You can drop one card, keep the second card there, Though I guess you could yeah. still do it if it was for C1. You would just have to it's... always keep the card until you see AOM and then drop it. It's a, it'd be a lot is... riskier. Yeah, but it forces you to always foresee the next turn as well. Like, now you have to foresee every single turn. The good thing about foresee, too, is if you decide you want to keep the two cards, then you can spend one turn without foreseeing, and you can actually play your whole mana that turn. So it makes it like a lot easier if you don't have to foresee every turn because then you're gonna be in danger of oh if I don't foresee the next turn, I'm gonna I'm gonna draw a card. Or if you are planning on drawing, then you cannot draw on a turn you foresee because you're gonna draw again the next turn. So you will eventually get something that you don't know about. So it actually makes it really tricky to just foresee one card. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, chat, what do you guys think? This is this is the part of the podcast where the community comes in and provides us content for the next podcast. If you want your answer featured, what do you think should be changed in GU right now to fix the meta? Meta-wise, what would you change to shake it up a bit? We're going to have yeah. a Twitter post. Feel free to reply with your answers. Best ones get read on the next podcast. Yeah, like for C, you should give like leads to your minions, and they should be able to attack that same turn for one mana. I think that's a great choice. Just give that to War. Get rid of Slayer. Put that in. That's a great idea. <laughs> I know, right? Never seen before. Save the game. Save the game with that. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about Superpower, Gods Unchained's latest balance partner. Um, how do you how do you feel about that? You know. I'm here, first-hand experience, seeing what we're doing behind the scenes. It's been going fantastic. How do you feel uh, when you look at Superpower? Yeah, well, I haven't really seen any of the changes or any of the balance on the game right now. So it's really hard for me to tell or to rate anything. But from what I've seen, I wanted to ask you, how do you feel about the controversy going around for Superpower? There's, there's controversy? <laughs> I, I haven't yeah. seen any. You haven't seen any? I haven't seen any. Enli can you enlighten me? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so basically, uh, Superpower being really strong players, 
and uh, just players who have been hanging around for a really long time. Now balancing the game, does this give an edge competition-wise? Like, are they going to be winning more? Does this make them, you know, have more experience or more knowledge about the game? Um, I would say it probably gives us more knowledge on the new set for about eh, maybe four hours once the set once the set is released, and then people will catch up like that. We had we spent about four hours total. Like, not each person. We, as a team, spent like four hours total uh, testing things. And I think once the set gets released, the general player base is going to blow past us in hours tested in probably like five hours, like with, with all the people playing. So that is uh, probably less, probably less. So that is uh, is one thing that there may be an advantage now, but nothing's going on right now. Like if they released a tournament right now with new cards, I'd say yes, we probably have an advantage going into this tournament, um, assuming the cards are even the same as when we last looked at them. But when the set releases, probably won't even be a tournament for like a month, a week, at, you know, two weeks at least. I, everyone's going to be caught up by then, like, let's be honest. And I, and I think this is how it is in most games, where they do testing behind the scenes, like, game developers do testing behind the scenes, they release the content, the general player base just, you just can't possibly test everything, it's not possible. Yeah, okay, that, that absolutely makes sense. Um, what about whenever you're making balance? In a way, like, you would maybe call yourself a control player and you would call others players, like, aggro players. And they usually follow that trend with, with most of their gameplay or game style. Could, in a way, this influence the meta, that you're kind of styling the meta on a way that fits your gameplay? Like, I love control, so I might be biased to make control cards a little bit better. And since you're, as well, a competitive player, could this help you in the long run? Yeah, I'm making sure Deception is useless for the next expansion, <laughs> single-handedly killing the class. Um, but actually, no, like, I, I get what you're saying, but the feedback is from multiple players, multiple, I mean, non-players, just multiple people giving feedback, and it's not vacuumed into one person. So I, I get what you're saying. And I do would say I probably have a bias towards control, but in testing and feedback, I'm well aware, like well aware of it, and try to knock all that off just just to be safe. And and even if I wouldn't, then there's other testers that have other play styles, and I I think at the end of the day, it would all even out. Okay, then do you think maybe superpower uh, being like a huge group of infinite mana members, does it affect the way the balancing goes? Uh, I think it would have an effect. I think it does have a little bit of an effect, but I see it as a positive. Like, we all know each other pretty well. Um, we get in these voice calls when we do the testing. The chemistry's good. But on top of that, we do have some non ADM members. Like, superpower is not strictly infinite mana. Um, anybody could get on. There's a way to apply on the site. We just picked up um, half this in Hangry Hippo. We also have K Street and Proto Addict on there. Stack is on there too. So it's not just so superpower is not strictly ADM, and and we are always looking for more people for testing or maybe back end stuff. So yeah, I wouldn't say it's too. 
I would say just because it's 8M is uh, a lot of 8M, I say that you know maybe a good thing because we are are all pretty different overall. I'd say. Yeah, I mean it's um, it's actually good uh, because I've from first hand side realized like Infinite Mana has always in a way looked to improve the whole game experience. Um, and from and from that, I think for me at least, it never started a question where like, you know, other things about like, can they do inside trading and stuff like that. At least for me, it never looked like an issue. But do you think for people who maybe don't know you guys, it could raise some questions like, what are these guys doing? How how can we be sure about it and like, you know, the, the stuff. Yeah, I think all all criticism is totally valid. Um, as far as the insider trading goes, I, I know our wallets are being completely watched. Me personally, I haven't bought or sold anything in like months. So I don't know how that's affecting the market. And I know a couple of the other AM guys are doing the same thing. Hopefully it's not affecting the market too bad. But it's just like, I, I don't want there to be any hint of insider trading going on. So I am sure to not, I'm just not buying or selling anything. Um, but but I could see how someone would accuse us of that, though I do find those accusations pretty offensive, yeah, to be honest. Like, <laughs> the same, yeah. yeah, like, but they, they just, it's probably from people that don't know us, so it is fine. Um, we do just want to see GU, I mean, go to the next level, really. Anything that would harm GU or our spot is just, would just be silly, I think. Yeah, I mean, a few a few days ago, Outlaw uh, uploaded a new video about like superpower and talking about is there any, any inside trading and stuff like that. And uh, they actually didn't talk too much about superpower. They talked more about Council of Mortals, and they even revealed a piece of a conference that took place when you know discussing balance. And the result was that they didn't find any any inside trading because. What they used, what they did, was just watch if anything was being traded, and because everything is public, you can see the sales of all of the cards. So you can actually just realize if there's something ever being sold in bulk, it's gonna be easy to find out and realize whether like someone is selling or trying to get profit out of it. But moving from this topic, you think this, you know, being part of the balance team could bring a shadow upon? the players um, winnings or like, you know, they're, when, whenever they become champions or win anything, do you think this can shadow how people look at their accomplishments? Uh, just to touch on Outlaw real quick, shout out Outlaw, make sure you guys vote for him for the council. And I did see that video and that, he was looking at, uh, that video call was not under NDA at all. Like if someone from the council that was in that call went and traded, like they were under no legal obligation to not do that and and still nobody did it so now at superpower we are under nda and being watched even like like now there's just like no way right so i i, I would like to mention that and then uh if you said will our accomplishments be shadowed yeah uh yeah, because... yeah go ahead yeah, yeah no i'm going to say i'm going to say no i mean we have a lot of dominant players. I consider Sandbam the best in the game right now. Um, and if this new set comes out and Sandbam wins another tournament, anyone that says Sandbam only won that tournament because he 
played with the new cards for eight hours before in his life. Um, I think that's just I think that's just cope to be honest. So no, I, I don't really think there's a shadow. People may cast a shadow, but I think that's just it's just made up. I think. I don't know. I just get a little bit worried about like maybe Sambam winning like the world tournament. And the head title is Sambam wins, Balanced Teams wins World Tournament. Congratulations. Like, how would that make you, the spotlight on the Geo ecosystem? You think, you think that we're going to be balancing the game in four years when the World Tournament is? <laughs> I mean, it's just a way to look at things. Try I, to simplify. I, I appreciate your confidence in Superpower <laughs> that we'll still be around. Yeah, that, absolutely. Man. Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day... Um, I'm I'm super glad you guys are balancing. I think it's pretty fair, and I think it's really nice to have actual competitive players, you know, taking care of the game. But I won't change my position uh, on the fact that I don't think it's kind of okay to balance and compete, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Speaking of the new set, I would like to mention that I saw in the Discord, Daniel say... now. I thought the new set was coming in December. Someone in the Discord said that new set in December, and Daniel, executive producer, said the new set is coming, quote, much earlier than December, end quote. What do you think about that? That's exciting. I mean, can can we even get a hint of it's coming alongside seal mode? Could it Ooh. happen? Have good rewards, finally? Alongside seal mode? That seems like a far... Far-fetched. You know, G is gonna want to do a lot of promotion for this for the new set, and I hope they do. So, I, I would yeah, not say it's that. True. I would say it's that soon, but yeah. er, much sooner than December was uh, earlier than I thought, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I I think that's surprising. And does this actually moves the launch of mobile? Because I think mobile was supposed to be on December as well. I might be wrong on that one. Don't quote me on that one. No, you're right. It, it was supposed to be by the end of this year. I don't know if that is still on on track, but I, I imagine they, they'll probably put out some beta this year, right? On Android, at least. Something like they did last time. Yeah. I mean, I would I would definitely see the goal being, like, releasing a new set and releasing mobile together. Just getting, like, both of them and get, you know, max value out of marketing. That's a good idea. Yeah, I guess it could be could be anything. I mean, I don't know. Just having the new the new set sooner is pretty huge. Yeah, it's pretty huge. And now I think we should move on to the biggest topic, most looked forward to thing in GU for years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I've been waiting for this like since I started playing GU. I think. How long is that? <laughs> Uh, around, I think, more than four years already. Wow. Wow. And we are talking about sealed mode, chat. Sealed mode is coming at the time of recording this in 50 hours, roughly. So by the time it's out, hopefully sealed is out by the time the podcast is out. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I hope I'm going to be on the middle of my stream and I'll be just winning everything. I, I pray that. Yeah, what what do you think about the price of the entry? Fifteen gods? Does that sound high or low? I think that's fair. I was I was recently playing a little bit of Magic the Gathering, and I think it was kind of a similar price for their draft and their sealed. 
I think it's a little bit harder on GU side of things because when you play draft, for example, on on Magic, you can actually earn your money back pretty easily. But on GU, you will actually have to win like seven games to get the whole amount back, which should be kind of hard because you have to, you know, win all of them. And it just makes it so you're kind of looking towards getting the trinkets and maybe getting the packs. But I think 2.5, I, I think 15 guts around 2.5 jersey right now. I think that's a completely fair price to go for. And uh, yeah, I think that's fine. I think it works out. What do you think? Yeah, I like it. I, I would have liked to see around 300 gods, but I think 15 is a good start. We could get up there, um, and who knows, maybe gods pumps, and all of a sudden we're wishing it was 15, you know? You want the high stakes uh, seal mode? Yeah, I would like a high roller queue soon. Okay, you, okay. Yeah, for the, for the high rollers, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, and I saw someone say that the top-ranked players in GU will not be the same as the top-sealed players in GU. What do you think about that? Mm, I think it's not... It's just not... Not a great opinion. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's going to go that way. And the reason is, a lot of the top players right now... It's not that the mechanics are crazy on the game. Like, you don't have to really know about a lot of different cards or playing, like, a really hard concept. A lot of the times, it just goes down to basics. Like, for example, I've been playing Nature. And that just just goes into having good tempo turns and getting good trades. And that's, that's for me, the essence of, of Seal Mode or Draft Mode or just any Arena Mode. It's you need to understand basics and get good trades and get good value. So, because the game is not looking too complex right now, I I don't think the best players on constructive are gonna be like too far away from being the best players on seal as well. But what do you what do you think? I agree with that. I think I think it'll be very similar rankings. Um, I hope I'm wrong though. I hope you know a lot of people say, man, if I just had all the cards, I could be at the top. And I think it's a good even playing field as long as you don't completely low roll your draft. Um, it's a good even playing field and. I think we could. I think we could see some new names right at the top. I just really hope there's a leaderboard somewhere that we can see who's actually winning. You know. Oh, that would be amazing. I, I think that's one of the things that people are, you know, worrying about or asking the most is like we need to have a system that shows like who's doing well. We want to have a leaderboard. We want to have score. We want to have something that just showcases like who's who's the goat. We want to know who's the goat. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully GU Dex does something with that. Shout out them. Uh, that would be fantastic. Um, and, and my last point here is, what do you think about API sniping for sealed? Um, it's been reported that you can see your opponent's deck list on the API that you're playing in sealed mode. And do you like that? For example, Someone could make a burgeoneer tool that, you know, pulls up their thing for sealed mode. Yeah, I think it's actually really harmful for the game. Because I think a lot of the magic or the creativity of the game is based on the fact that you can draft cards from another domain. Uh, which makes it so it's more volatile, it's more, you know, inconsistent. So in a way, you know, every player actually is going to have a bigger chance even if they're kind of like maybe have lower skill because now they're going to be able to surprise their opponent with something they're not expecting. But the moment players get to snipe 
someone else's deck and see like their workshop and see like, oh, this guy drafted this and this is what he's been playing. It brings back that skill level, but in the same way, it just makes it so if there's two really good players, then it just becomes a, oh, whoever got luckier and got the best deck is going to play accordingly and it's going to end up having the edge and it's probably going to win. So I don't think that's good. I think that's going to make it also for, you know, strong players who have the tool to just bully players who don't know about it. Because although in the community this might seem like a simple topic, there's going to be a lot of guys out there who won't really know about it, and they were just going to be like, how is this dude playing around my own bomb flames? Or, like, yo, he's not buffing his minion. I mean, maybe he won't realize, because people were going to be playing around it, but, like, maybe you can play around a curse of the greed by buffing different minions and playing a radiant down instead of uh, another buff and stuff like that. So it's going to make it that people who are informed are going to be winning more. So in a way, uh, check out the podcast if you want to be better at the game. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be kind of bad for us. Yeah, if that tool comes out, we'll let you guys know. But as a prominent, established API sniper, deck sniper, as myself, I will say I also hate this, and hopefully <laughs> they change it. And I'm just reading what Daniel's saying in the Discord. Um, he said, quote, we're, good to t- we're going to take an action to stop that seeing what we can do at sealed launch versus the following week. So this may be a thing for the first week. Um, it may take a while for someone to even get a tool up that works like that. Um, but but it does sound like they, they plan on fixing that rather quickly, which is good to see. Do you think um, if the if this tool gets, uh, gets out, do you think it's wrong using the tool? Would you say someone taking advantage of it? Does he look bad? He doesn't? Because everybody's going to have the tool in a perfect world. What do you think about it? I'm a big whatever-it-takes type of guy. There should be no shame in using the tool if it exists. And, you know, if it exists, yeah. yeah. I mean, our listeners will know. I, I mean, I don't know what else to... I don't know where else to... <laughs> why would you <laughs> not... Why would you not use it? If you know it exists and you have it, why would you not use it? If you want to win, unless you unless you don't want to win, I mean, maybe you just don't want yeah. to win. Maybe you just don't want okay. to win. What if you don't have it? I mean, like, is it fair? Like, you you play against a random guy who likes, who just farmed ten, go- fifteen gods in the span of five years. He's been day one. He didn't do too well. You're taking away his <laughs> his, <laughs> his okay. hard game, guys. I'm really taking a shot at my moral here, my moral compass. Listen, whatever it takes is the motto, okay? Whatever it takes. Okay. That guy could reach out to someone and say, if you're involved, it's just it's the same thing with the Burgeoneer tool. Everyone that was involved in the community knew about the Burgeoneer tool within the first, I mean, week of it being out. I mean, I, I showed it every single day on stream. This seal tool would be the exact same. Like, no one keeps this stuff secret. It's out there. You just have to go and look for it. Ask the right people. And I agree, it shouldn't be like that, but it is. It, it is. That's how it is when it, there's an open API. And I, I know they're looking to fix it. Hopefully they do, but for now, I mean, it's, yeah. just, it's just how it is. Yeah, like the thing, the thing we can agree on for sure is that it, it should not be that way. Because at the end of the day, it's like you have to talk to someone to pass you like 
share you the link and download the program and like you know install something on your pc and like suddenly you're on the crypto ecosystem or the web3 ecosystems like bro i don't want to do that <laughs> like that's shady yeah <laughs> but but i understand that though i i i use the virginia app um and it's the way it is i mean i absolutely agree if you want to stay competitive sometimes you just gotta do what you gotta do there's there's no in-betweens on these because a lot of the top players if not all of them are making use of these tools so yeah i mean we'll see how it goes and i mean we could talk about the workshop tool briefly but it's like i think i've been asked about that tool one time and just one time it's like they either they don't know it exists or they don't care that it exists and they don't or they're not looking for it you know what i mean and i think this will be the similar situation where if you know it exists you just go ask for it like no one should ever deny you that that's when it's weird like if if someone asks you and stream for their tool and you say no like that's just that's weird yeah i mean but like i don't think there's someone on like streaming that's like oh i'm streaming but i don't want to i don't want to show you the tool but i mean i guess it just drops down on the guys like maybe don't watch streams but I guess in their mind, if they don't know about the tool, then they're just going to be like, oh, they're just better, or they just got luckier. So, I mean, in a way, they never find out, which is even more sad. And if they ever find out, they're going to be mad. They're going to be like, that's why I'm losing. I'm not losing because I'm, you know, getting bad luck or I'm playing badly. It's because people are watching my decks. <laughs> Blame it on the tool. <laughs> Blame it on the tool, yeah. I mean, hey, maybe, maybe, who knows? It's... It's definitely a hot topic, and like we can agree, there should be no tool for um for for this for this seal mode, and I and I hope they get a fix. I hope it doesn't take too long because man, we, like you stream your your run, you're gonna get absolutely destroyed as well. Yeah, I mean you're getting sniped in sealed no matter what if you're a streamer. That's just kind of how yeah. it is. I think how it's gonna be. Maybe not though. Maybe maybe there's some uh, some integrity. Yeah, the yeah. everything needed to win, guys. <laughs> There's gonna be some integrity for sure. Snipe everyone, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just like after today, I'm gonna be on clutch stream, just be like, "Yo, bro, what's up? You're cute against me? Crazy, crazy stuff." Whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes. That is comedy. Well, you know that's all we got here. Uh. I hope you guys enjoyed the listen. Big shout out to Adwis. Big shout out to Soul One for editing the podcast and getting everything else set up. Uh, do you have any uh, closing thoughts? Um, yeah, not much. This was it was really fun. Uh, this first episode, I think, is pretty cool. And um, yeah, I think it was pretty unique. And I think we we discussed a lot of important topics in a way. So yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, if you guys have any feedback at all, you could. DM us on Discord, ClusterU, AllersGU, or on Twitter. We'll, we'll have a new Twitter account, and we'll drop the link. I, I mean, I'll be shilling the podcast as much as I can to get the word out, and if people like it, we'll keep doing it. If no one likes it, well, find something else we keep, to do. We keep doing it as well. <laughs> we keep, and if no one likes it, we'll still keep doing it. Yeah, yeah, eventually they will like it. Like, she's going to wait a little bit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, yeah. yeah I'm going to be shilling. Yeah, I'm going to be shilling as well, bro. <laughs> yeah, someone someone has to like it, right? So Yeah. So, make sure you guys check out Twitter. Thanks so much for watching, and we'll see you next time. See ya.